Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. So greetings, tomatoes, and welcome to this very special happy hour episode. I'm Cheryl Benton. I'm the founder and publisher, and I am so excited today because we have our entire Three Tomatoes team here, all six of us. <laughs> but it's so great to see it. It's so great to see all of you. And, and some of them are on the West Coast. So I'm really missing them. Or, although it kind of doesn't matter where you are, because even Randy, who is practically next door, I haven't seen her either. So, um, but we really thought as we're approaching Thanksgiving and the holiday season, um, I wanted to thank my team here who I'm so grateful for, but I thought it'd be kind of interesting to look at some of the, some of the things that we learned in this challenging year and some of the things that we're grateful for this holiday season. So I'm gonna briefly introduce each of them. And it's gonna be brief because we, we're old now. So we all have resumes that could take up you know, a book. <laughs> because it's a very accomplished group of ladies here. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go around now. We have Ronnie Jenkins, who's a founding partner of The Three Tomatoes. She's also a digital media maven. She's also my daughter. She's the mom of three teenagers and we'll talk to her about what it was like being in lockdown with three teenagers. She's also the co-author of two books, with her mom, who would be me. First was Martini Wisdom. And just in the last few days, we just published more Martini Wisdom, which by the way, is available on Amazon and booksellers everywhere. <laughs> then we have Debbie Zip. Debbie is our LA newsletter editor. Debbie's an actor, producer, writer. She's known for her role as Donna on Murder, She Wrote. And she's starred in over 300 national TV commercials. And she's also the author of The Aspiring Actors Handbook, What Seasoned Actors Wish They Had Known. And Debbie, I miss you so much because normally we would have seen each other at least three times, three or four times in the course of the year. You, you'd be here for events or I'd be visiting you, but it's nice to, it's nice to see your little face here today. <laughs> and then we have also on the West Coast, we have Kim Selby, who's our San Francisco editor. She's also co-host of our Happy Hour podcast. And I am so happy you, you, you've been doing this with me, Kim. And this is actually our 88th podcast episode. Can you believe it? Wow. Yay us. <laughs> I know. It's pretty amazing. And um, Kim is our fashionista at the Three Tomatoes. She's very passionate about fashion. She's She worked for Glamour Magazine. She was fashion director at Saks Fifth Avenue in Palo Alto. She's produced tons of fashion shows. She's also a master yogi. And during the pandemic, she started <laughs> a whole new venture, which we'll talk about. Then we have Randy Levine Miller, who is our special 
um, events director at the Three Tomatoes, and she and I co-produce our very favorite event of the and year. And MD Publishing, talent, where which, sadly um, she published really many, about many the, books for doctors. Well, there were two events. These days, she also works with Albany to help get their books published. She's also a we couldn't quite figure out how to do that virtually, for our so we'll have to wait so until you, we can you are all actually amazing. do that live. And uh, I have to Randy say, I want to thank everyone of you. Around New York City is the modern day hostess with the most their, news, their weekly newsletters going with well, shows for a lot of charities and she also had a very on. successful 30 year <laughs> and PR somehow career. They to come and then we have Ann Akers who I am is so grateful our for that. beauty health and, and wellness then on the New editor. She brings so much knowledge to that role. We of course didn't have Broadway which we always talked about. We didn't have Cabaret. We were struggling and Randy stepped up to the plate and she has found all these incredible streaming Broadway shows, cabaret shows, and she has just provided so much incredible entertainment and keeping Broadway alive for all of us. So I thank you, Randy, for that. And then Ann Akers and I, we do our big event. Ann and I have done so many events together, but our big one every year is our renewal summit. And that was supposed to be live in June. And we had all of our panels and speakers picked. And we didn't know what we were going to do when everything shut down. And then Anna and I decided to take the bold step and turn that into a whole virtual, actually it was a month long summit. And we were able to get all of the videos and recordings done. And it, it just turned out to be terrific. So in a really unusual year, we actually pivoted and we've learned a lot. We've learned to do a lot of really kind of, I think, very, very cool neat kinds of things. So I thought we'd just go around and talk a little bit. I'm going to start with you, Debbie. I know, oh. you know, people want to kind of talk a little bit about the lockdown and thank goodness we came out of that. I hope we don't go back into it. Um, I, I know it was especially difficult for you because you had your mom in a nursing home and you lost her during that time, like so sadly, so many other people, but what was, what was that time like for you? And what were some of the things you've learned from that? Um, that was, I mean, for me on a personal level this year without the pandemic has been like one of the worst years of my life, but, uh, uh, but for us, the lockdown, you know, we, we are very lucky to have a house. We live in more of a rural area and so, and we're both self-employed and we're, we were actors. So we're used to being home. And, uh, you know, not, but I miss my girlfriends and, um, you know, and all those things, but that's like all in perspective. But with my mother, you know, you kind of feel like I, I wasn't able to be with her at, when she was dying, um, two months of that. And the place got very creative. We did FaceTime. And, and that's what's so remarkable is how creative people have gotten because of that, finding different ways. And her funeral was on FaceTime and I was able to speak and everything. Um, but on the other hand, and I know there's hundreds of thousands of other family members, she did not die of COVID, but those who've lost COVID members or other people who have lost loved ones during this time, you do feel robbed of that natural 
grieving process that you would normally have, you know, like going back home, hugging my relatives, you know, celebrating right. her life, being at the graveside. But then again, um, I, I'm grateful for the FaceTime funeral that it was done beautifully. And, um, you know, the, the feeling that she was abducted by aliens, to quote a friend of mine, it still kind of persists. But I'm, I'm grateful for the time I had with her. And it really did put some things in perspective for me this time. And uh, as always, tough times always bring perspective, hopefully. But I'm hoping after this, it sticks, uh, you know, a little more for people of what really matters. Right. Yeah, I feel that too. I think people have really been looking at so much more about, you know, their values, their friendships. It's not so much about things. And I think we've all had a sense of that. So Kim, I know for you, you know, what was things like? And I know for you too, you, you have, your daughter lives in England and you haven't seen your daughter in months. And I know that's been difficult for you too. So tell us a little bit about how you were feeling during that time and, and what's going on now. And, and the new things you created, there's been so much creativity during this time. This is another great thing. So let's talk about that a little bit, Kim. Yeah, it's really been uh, an interesting transition from the beginning of the pandemic to now. Yes, I've not seen my daughter since December 28th of 2019. So it's been a long time. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for, of course, is technology because I do get to see her at least a couple of times a week in a little box or through FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same, but at least I get to see her and she's a yoga instructor. So I take some of her classes when the time lines up. So that's been okay. And my son lived with us for three and a half months. He lives in Oakland, just an hour away, but he moved in with us. Uh, he was lonely. His roommate left. I think he was a little freaked out as well. So honestly, the, we had a blast for three and a half months. I felt like I didn't have a lot of responsibilities because nobody did. You know, yes, the income went away on everybody's front and that was different, but we managed. And having my son, who's a real light in our lives, home with us made every meal a celebration. You know, we sat down and we ate dinner at a dinner table. <laughs> Yeah. with wine every night for three and a half months. <laughs> Which also meant doing so, dishes every night for three and a half months, right? Oh. oh, yeah. Well, I was no breakfast or lunch for me. I would not make that. The boys, my husband and son were on their own, but and he would help with dinner a lot. But it was actually really enjoyable having him home. We walked every day. And then he moved back to his own place. And that was great because it was time, you know, we loved having him here, but it was time for us all to sort of move on with life. And I realized during this time that I've got to do something else. So, you know, my wheels started churning and because I enjoy doing our podcast so much together, I decided to do my own podcast because why not talk more hours a week, but it has kept me connected. <laughs> well, the conversations, that's how we're seeing people, exactly. you know, it's through these little boxes. Now, Honestly, we have seen friends, not a lot, but every other weekend or so we see a couple for socially distanced cocktails and bring our own appetizers, our own drinks, our own glasses, you know, our, our own wet wipes. 
but that has been a saving grace and being in California where we can get outside mm -hmm. most of every yes. day is, yeah. has been really nurturing to my soul has really lifted me up. I've taken a few online classes and most recently I enrolled in yoga teacher training because my daughter's a yoga teacher. I'm like, well, maybe someday we can teach a mother daughter yoga class. Who knows? I think it's so great. <laughs> so. And Ken, by the way, if you, if you, Follow Kim on Instagram. You'll see some of the incredible yoga poses she's able to do. It's just, she's so inspiring. So I'm going to move over to Ronnie now, because Ronnie, you got to spend lockdown with three teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not only lockdown with three teenagers, but working full time and three teenagers who are all on online school, which was especially fun every 40 minutes for <laughs> one and then add five minutes for the other. Are you on your Zoom? Are you on your Zoom? Are you on your Zoom? <laughs> it was it was kind of maddening. And and you know, God bless those teachers who were were doing their best <laughs> to to pivot and uh, and work it all out. And and then of course having a senior that was graduating high school in class of 2020 and had, um, you know, so many of those lovely things that they would have for them taken away from them, whether it was a, a fashion show or, you know, prom and graduation, certainly. And, and really what, what I, what I started to do was really just advocate for them, for the kids and, you know, and seeing the toll that um, the, on the mental health that they had, you know, they're not seeing their kids, they're not playing sports. If, if your child was quiet and maybe a, a homebody, um, it probably didn't change much. But if you have a child that's very social or used to going out, it really did take a toll. So I, I advocated big time for things um, you know, socially distance things for our kids on how to celebrate the class of 2020 for the seniors. Um, I ran a car parade in town um, that celebrated my entire daughter's graduating class. And it was amazing. All the kids decorated their cars and the local police department and fire department came out and people lined the streets socially distanced to cheer them on as they drove through town. And, and that was really uplifting you know, in such a time that's negative. And the other, the other thing I did was that we noticed that, you know, kids weren't celebrating birthdays anymore. And, and when you're young, you just, you just don't get it. If you're a 10 year old, you don't, you don't really understand why can't I be with my friends? Why can't I, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese or wherever it is that they celebrate and run around. So um, some friends and I formed a group called the Car Parade Group, and we have over 500 members um, in my little area. And we've done over a hundred birthday celebrations. And it's not just birthdays; it was um, it's not just kids either. It's it's any kind of milestone celebration. So we were celebrating 90-year-old birthdays, children's birthdays. We celebrated on Memorial Day a 94-year-old gentleman um, who was a World War II um, veteran and Korea War veteran. And um, unfortunately, you know, he just passed. So um, it was amazing. We had over 120 cars come out and we drove by this man's house and he and his daughter sat out there. And just to see the faces of these people um, lit up and, you know, it's amazing. So, so our little group here was bringing joy and cheer 
to people throughout, you know, those, those months of lockdown and the pandemic. And I've made some really good friends from it. So yeah, that is one of the most positive things I've definitely gotten out of that. And I, I'm so proud of you, Ronnie, for that, because I got to participate in some of those. And Ronnie was, she was featured on all the news outlets on Long Island. And she even was featured in the Wall Street Journal for the car parade. So Never. it was really, Never. really, it was really Never. awesome. Which is crazy. I'll never be on again, but <laughs> car parades. But um, no, it was it was really an honor, and it honestly, I mean, it's not just me. It's a a core group of volunteers that go around and do this. And we actually just did it for Halloween too. We did a, a safe trick or treating thing. We called it a trunk or treat, where um, people drove around and and we gave out candy to the kids in the area. But um, you know, it's not easy for everybody. But there are those those little things. Um, that brought us together. And certainly in, in my community, um, that was one that I'm very, very, very grateful for, even though people were scrambling to find balloons and helium. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to move over to Randy. And Randy, honestly, you had to make one of the biggest, I think, transitions, because I'm used to working <laughs> from home, doing my stuff, Randy splits her time mostly in New York City, but fortunately she also has a place in, in the Hamptons. But you are, we call you the Broadway babe for a reason because Randy literally was out seven nights a week to Broadway shows, cabaret, theater, Broadway, live yeah. along, and then all of a sudden that was all gone. So tell us about that. Well, as my mother would say, what was, was. And now you have to deal with the hand you're dealt. It's like last week, that was the week that was, it really sucked, other than new president and a new vaccine. This week, this is the week that is, and I know that it will be wonderful. Why? Without going into details, I was in New York last week and I felt so constricted. I felt I was choking. Every place I went, whether I just walked out of the building for a walk, I was afraid that somebody would, would, would come after me if I didn't have my mask on, even if I was 20 feet away from them. It was not pleasant. The West Side is not a pleasant, I don't want to sound like a, you know, an anti-New Yorker, but um, I know that the East Side is very civilized. The West Side is crowded. It's not... It's not my city anymore. It, I, I will not be singing, you know, it's up to you. It is up to you, New York, New York, to grow and change and a little bit of kindness and, um, and, and sweetness would be very good for the people on the West Side. Now I feel like I'm condemning, but that's, that's the way it's been. I feel so blessed. I renovated my place in 2019. Didn't know what I was doing. Nobody would help me. And it turned out, I, I was like, it was like, uh, they all saw me coming and they would call me Broadway baby at Home Depot. I would go into Home Depot on Third Avenue and they, there's a recording of me singing Broadway baby and they turn it on, I swear to God. So Cheryl <laughs> calling me the Broadway babe certainly, certainly makes sense. Being out here, I feel such a sense of uh, serenity and, uh, inner contentment. And I had a mother who said, you're not a complete person unless you can be alone and have inner contentment. Unfortunately, she did not live to see that, but I've become very spiritual. I am 
beyond grateful. I almost sound superficial. I'm thanking everybody constantly. I mean, if they just do a little gesture, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I have my dog with me. I am so grateful that I have, I can walk around freely without a mask. And I'm so grateful that I'm stretching myself because the wonderful Cheryl Benton uh, saw something in me that I, I didn't realize. I said at the back in, I think it was April, I said, you know, there's a bunch of stuff online and I should come up with all of these picks every week. So I did. And then I'm thinking as I'm coming up with this stuff, oh, that reminds me of such and such. But then I thought, oh, I can't do that. She's going to be pissed at me if I tell personal stories. <laughs> but I've been involved in the entertainment business more or less um, for many, many years. I grew up my my birth announcement read a star is born and it was the most <laughs> incredible birth announcement you ever saw in your whole life so i was destined for show business but i spent 30 years doing pr and most of it not not show business it was mostly um authors i had a lot of bestsellers and when you were talking about tough times i handled a book by dr robert Schuler called he was like the west coast norman vincent peel called um called tough times never last but tough people do and we have to stay positive and we have to stay upbeat and we have to build up our immune systems and we have to laugh and we have to not let we cannot let minutiae get into our lives or complaining or I mean you know we can all complain and uh, my attitude is with so much suffering and so many people going through so much stuff I am the luckiest human being I'm yeah. alone I am totally alone and I, I got a very good bone density test meaning that <laughs> I had somebody they could jump my bones because my bones are good. But I not anybody. Well, Randy, I have to say, I, I I was very proud proud of you how you've handled all this because really, from going from the lifestyle that you were living to being alone, living out in the Hamptons alone, having all that disappear, and you've kept your spirits going, and, and I don't drive, and it's great. I, I know. Drive. So I'm going to move over to Anne Acres okay. now. So Anne, I know Anne um, splits her time between New York City and Miami. And Anne, I know you ended up having to stay in Miami a lot longer than you thought this past winter. And we kind of laugh because I think you learned a lot of housewife kinds of things like cooking. You want to talk about that? <laughs> well, that's a great lead in. And I, I'm going to follow up on uh, uh, Randy's concept of what was and uh, what is, and uh, also this idea of how we transition from life as we knew it to uh, what makes us happy today. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I reflect back on my life in Manhattan, which was a pretty well established routine. So I had an office at the Empire State Building, um, networking events three or four nights a week, uh, Saturday movies with brunch and friends, museums, theater, restaurants, operas, charity galas, uh, even occasions to dress up. So we spend a lot of energy keeping busy. So what I've found now is that uh, life is much less predictable. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns, but it's also a lot simpler. So uh, in the simplicity, I've really kind of related to what really makes me happy. So it's been a, a discovery, um, you know, to kind of feed the soul. What is it that I really enjoy? So 
there's some small things. So um, it's a new appreciation for tennis shoes. <laughs> and for more sneakers in your entire life, you'd always wear high heels going everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So better for walking and much more comfortable than those Manalos. Um, Cheryl mentioned cooking. Also, uh, you know, a new discovery. I always thought the oven was for storing the shoes. So, you know, now we have the smell of baked apples in the oven. What's better than that? And in many ways, it's more comforting than uh, chasing a reservation for the new hottest restaurant. So I think we've learned to appreciate uh, some cooking at home. Um, there's more time with the granddaughters. So, you know, until we uh, discover the vaccine and until we can have in-person visits, it's all about Zooms. So what I learned about one of my granddaughters in Boston is that she's a great comedian. We had a Zoom last night and uh, she had jokes for grandparents. <laughs> and they were all really, really very good. Um, and then, you know, getting back to the home again, because when you live in Manhattan, I find that you spend a lot of time outside of the home. So, you know, now that we're in lockdown or we're in a little bit more confined space, I've really kind of related to the senses. So, you know, you have blooming plants around your apartment. Um, you have simple things like 300 thread count sheets. Um, I have my favorite t-shirt, which I have on today, and there's nothing like the smell of that t-shirt coming out of the dryer. So these are all the, the simple things. And uh, as Randy said, how we go from, you know, what was to what is. And in a word for me, it's simplicity. Yeah, that's a great, that's a, those are great lessons, Anne. And, and I agree with that. I have to say in the beginning though, when we first, you know, went in when everything started to shut to shut down. It was kind of nice that suddenly we didn't have all these things on our calendar. And it made me realize how like we're always filling up our calendars. And it was kind of nice that I wasn't in the city all the time and doing this. And then I started this Zoom thing with some of our tomato cocktail people who we've actually become great friends with. In fact, we have we have one this evening too. But then what I started to find, and I guess this is just the nature of people, we suddenly started filling up our calendars again with Zoom events. So now when you go to schedule, everybody now is like, oh, no, I can't do that because I have Zoom at three and I have one at five and I have one tomorrow. So I just think we just we have this need to want to fill up our, our calendars constantly. And I'm trying to to hold that back a little bit and say, let's, well, let's hold on that a little bit and try to have some breathing room. But another thing too, is I, I've heard from so many people and I know is so many of us have just worked harder and more hours than ever before too, because when you're, when you don't have those other things to fill your time, it's sort of like this 24 seven thing and you're in your home and you're not leaving and, and work and life, it just kind of all merges. So I'm, I have been trying to really take some breathers now and just say, I, I have to step back and enjoy, enjoy some of the other things in life that aren't always about working. And Ronnie, you wanted to talk about jobs. I did because, Rand, well, Randy brought it up and I know Hamlet's just probably thrilled to have her there all the time now. But I mean, it is, it is so amazing now, the, the dogs and all the stories that you hear from people how happy their animals are to have us all home all the time. And I, 
I know my <laughs> dog. I mean, I was taking him easily on three mile walks every single day in the beginning. And it, he still chews couches, by the way, and underwear. But I, I haven't gotten the training down pat yet during the pandemic. But, um, but you know, it's just like, what are these animals going to do when everybody goes back to work full time? <laughs> They're going to miss us all, you know? And Debbie, you got you got a new dog too, a yes, during yes. this time. Um, we lost our 17-year-old Vinny in uh, February. And we held off. There was so much going on, but it's it's I have this thing. I gotta give a homeless animal a home. And so after about three months, I just said, okay, we have to. And we have the most wonderful dog that we got from a rescue place that just is so cuddly and squeezable and goofy and she's clumsy <laughs> and she, she doesn't give you one kiss she gives you 27 and and it's just a delight now of course she's my she became my son's dog who lives with us because he's the one that that disciplines her, unlike me, but it just having her in the house and she gets along great with our older dog, Zoe. And, and it is, it's true. It's the, I think we have to like, remember, yeah, we fill up like I'm working in the garden and we did the driveway and we're, you know, I organize the closets and all this kind of stuff, but we also have to remember and keep remembering, even when the pandemic is over, these are the precious little things that we need to relish and cherish and sit with and, and reflect on because that's, that's the sustenance of life and happiness and, and all of that. And, and, and I think whenever we hit hard times, that's what comes out of it. The challenge is to sustain that perspective when the hard times are over or when we we reach the top and climb over the mountain that we sustain what is really important in life and the little things that bring us joy i think that's going to be the challenge i think that's what we've learned um what we'll continue to learn until this is over but i think we've got to fight hard to stay with that frame of thought in our lives going forward. That's really beautifully said, Debbie. Really, really well put, I think. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> yes, it is for sure. So, you know, we're going into the holiday season. It's certainly gonna be a, a different one, I, I, I think for all of us. And I know I feel very grateful that my family, Ronnie and kids are very close by and We'll, we will be able to get together. And, um, but so many people, you know, they can't travel, they're not going to see people. So it's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a tough year, a tough time for a lot of people. So I hope our messages they're hearing today about, you know, staying connected, using technology, being grateful for, you know, all the little precious moments in life. And it is all those little things that are what makes life so special um you know will will resonate with people too so who else has any other thoughts they'd like to share kim the other thing i was going to say that i think has helped 
me and helped a lot of people, and I think will help us as we go through the holidays, is being of service, doing random acts of kindness for other people, whether it's as simple as getting an extra can of pumpkin or at the grocery store and taking it to a food bank. I think you are always lifted up when you are helping other people. And I think that right now, especially if we can't necessarily donate money, perhaps if you feel safe, I know that there are second harvest food banks around us where you can go and help. They do it outside, they sort the food, you know, you have a mask on. But I think that giving back always makes us feel better. At least it does for me. And there's so many creative ways of doing that now. I have tried to find a place where I could actually read books to children online. And I uh, found a couple of you know places that almost work, but didn't. But whatever I think your strengths and your gifts are, if you can find a way to share those with others this holiday season in particular, I think that the world, the kindness will trickle down over everybody if we can all make an effort to do just that. Or if you do go to a coffee shop, you know, give the barista an extra tip or give him money for the next person who comes in and has coffee. Yeah, I love That's that. I love that thought. too. I love that. And you know, one of the things I was thinking of today before we got in this call, as I was thinking about when we were in lockdown and that was during Easter and then Mother's Day. But to me, honestly, one of the most special moments of this entire time was on Easter Sunday when Andrew Bocelli did that incredible live concert. It was such an incredible gift to the world. And I know I woke up that morning and I was kind of feeling down, you know, it was just such a tough time for everyone. And he just lifted the spirits of an entire world. And to me, that also said the power of music. And so, so many entertainers have just, you know, especially Broadway and Cabaret, they're not working, but they have found other creative ways to share their gifts with us and really and really lift everybody up. And I think that's that's been a great, a great gift too. So we're sort of getting the close, but I just want to go around to everyone. If you have one like last message or greetings of Thanksgiving or a well wishes for all of our tomatoes out there, I'll start with Debbie. Well, I just want everybody to be health and safe. You know, that's, that's, I think, of the utmost importance right now. And to, uh, you know, hold your loved ones close. And if you've lost someone, to just cherish them in your heart. And, and that you're, we think of you. That I, I try to be present and think about those who have lost so many people this year. And, um, and that the world, I think what Kim said, let's be kind, it'll trickle down. Uh, there's so many people hurting right now. And I think kindness and showing compassion is, and understanding other people's struggles is key during the holidays. Yeah. It's gonna be tough for some people to get through them. But if they know we have their back, if they know others are thinking of them, uh, we want them to know that the three tomatoes are thinking of them during this time. <laughs> and all six of us are, all six of the three tomatoes. Oh, Anne yeah, Akers, yes. do, you have, do you have some 
yes. a thought to share. Yeah. So uh, I just really enjoyed everyone's comments. Um, and I think I want to comment on um, Thanksgiving is a time of gratitude. And so before mm -hmm. our call, I was thinking about the things I, I'm personally grateful for, and, and they're more global than personal. So I think we're all grateful for the days ahead when decency and kindness are going to be restored to the White House. I think we're grateful for a society where words matter. I think we're grateful we're uh, in a world where our differences will be respected while we honor our common goals. Um, today is Veterans Day. So of course, I think we're all grateful for our heroes, for our sheroes, for their families. And uh, all of those first responders and frontliners who are doing the things that we can't do. And so I know we all support that effort. And then uh, just grateful for the power uh, each and every one of us have uh, to make every day better, uh, better than yesterday, but not as good as tomorrow. So I think my key word for the holidays is hope and uh, gratitude for the days ahead. Beautiful. Very well said. Yeah, Ronnie, what about you? I have something that I actually wrote uh, about two years ago and, and it was on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to read a little bit of it because I think it's very applicable again today. So, um, you know, obviously grateful for my parents being close by and for my family, obviously. And I'm so glad my daughter's coming home from college. Um, grateful for friends who do not judge, who will support you, who will readily fill up your wine glass, even though you didn't ask. Grateful for creeks, nature preserves, mountains covered with snow, ocean waves, the ability to still run, jump, and play in them, and a nation where we are free not to just hold opinions, but voice them at will. Friends who, despite the present fad for high-octane name-calling, will listen respectively, even though we may not agree. Anyway, on and on and on, but Again, I'm grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful to be surrounded, even if it's on Zoom, by the people that I love. And I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so great. Beautifully said. Randy, what about you? Well, I'm very grateful for a lot of things. And we'll probably be here till Shavuos if I tell you all of them. So <laughs> rather than that, first of all, I, you know, not to suck up, Cheryl, but um, I, I thank you so much for um, allowing me to really look into my more creative juices and push myself uh, in many ways creatively. And it's inspiring me for other writings and other things that I, that I wanna do. But also I'm very grateful because I am alone that I have two excellent friends that check in with me every day. It makes me feel cared about, it makes me feel valued and it takes away the loneliness. And there are different websites and different Facebook groups like um, elder orphans and other things. And people are, you, 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 we need reinforcement. Yes, we have to give ourselves reinforcement, but to have people around us who we, I always tell my friends I love them because we don't know what tomorrow brings. Let's hope that tomorrow brings better tomorrows and um, a better world for all of us where we're safe and, uh, and we can move forward in positive ways. And I send many blessings and love to all of you. Oh, that's beautifully said. This is, I am so happy that we did this today. 
And I am, I love every single one of you on this, on, on with, with us today. And then all of our tomatoes out there, but you, the, you people are just, you're just amazing. You kept everything going this year. I just love each and every one of you. And I am so grateful for you. And I wish everyone a safe holiday season, finding the things we're grateful for. There's so many great takeaways from this today. So kisses. Love you. Thank Happy you. Holidays. Happy holidays, tomatoes. Christmas is coming. Christmas and Monica is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>